Well, welcome, welcome. Hello, everyone. Welcome to A Coach's Perspective. I'm Jenny Hopkins, your host. And before we go any further, I've got to wish my son, Hayden Hopkins, a happy birthday. Today is his 23rd birthday. He said not to say his age, but he's 23 (laughs) years old. Uh, Happy birthday, Hayden. Um, This show is presented to you by Great Southern Bank. They're our presenting sponsor. We're so grateful for all the teammates over at Great Southern Bank. Great Southern Bank is serious about convenience. With nearly 100 banking centers in six states, hundreds of ATMs and mobile and online banking services, you're always in touch with your money. Learn more at greatsouthernbank.com, member FDIC. Other sponsors that we're grateful for, and they are hand-picked. Highland Dairy, Craig Lehman with Shelter Insurance, Bill Grant Ford and Bolivar, Story Construction, West Logging, Greg and Melinda Burnett, and Springfield Yard Card. So we'll talk about them throughout the show. So before we, we are doing, before I get to my guests in the studio, we, we are doing a two-part series on sports dads, celebrating that valued role in sports. And last week, we had Ryan Tui and Dwayne Banner here. They did a great job kind of sharing their insights and their perspective as sports dads. If you want to listen to that episode, you can go to a coachesperspective.com and listen to it or on iTunes, Spotify, Verbal, or Helium Satellite Radio. So I, I've got some more daddies in here. I've got some fathers, some padres, you know, the, the paws, the patriarchs, you know, all these dads, sports dads, they, they're, they're passionate, they're patient. They're sometimes insanely dedicated um, to experience, you know, what they do in the stands or they're, they're coaching. All of their roles are appreciated, but we want to make sure that we have the utmost respect for what dads do. They come in all shapes and sizes and also sanity levels. We love them and we want to make them proud. We want that approval. So many of the athletes go after that ultimate medal. And that's the thumbs up from dad. So tonight I have some pretty amazing sport dad they're also coaches which makes a this going this conversation is going to be a little unique um and i i think this is uh one you're going to really enjoy i have coach ryan Schafitzel. he is here he's dad to brock and brant and we have john beckham here who's dad to let me take a deep breath <sighs> eliza doriel darnell kingsley sarah josh scott mikhail keandre stanley cj kima brandy plus probably 14-ish grandchildren. My goodness. So, um, Coach Beckham, first of all, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. And Coach Schafitzel, I'm glad that you're back. Last time you were here, we were doing a series on the weirdest mascots in America. There were some weird ones. And you helped me with the minor league baseball ones. Yeah. yeah. That was, Good that to was, be here. Yeah, it's a lot of fun to have you guys. And happy belated Father's Day. I'm a little late. But I hope, were you spoiled that day, Coach Fitchell? Did you have a good day? My boys surprised me on the Friday before. they We, we went to Omaha and watched uh, two College World Series games on, on Father's Day and then one more on Monday. So oh, my goodness. It was, a, it was a good Father's Day. Yeah, well, if you're around a baseball diamond, it's always a good day for yep. you. That's right. So um, you are the baseball coach over at Hillcrest High School and, and has been a teacher there for, what, 51 years now? No. Seems like it. That's Seems yeah. like it. close. <laughs> a long time. But also a graduate of Hillcrest yes. High School. And um, and I know that, that you have been there a long time. But you, you to me, when I think of P- Mr. Hillcrest, I think of you. I do. I think of you as kind of being that true blue, always been dedicated. Um, you know just about everything, all of the history of Hillcrest. And um, I think you do a fantastic job. And I've always really appreciated you when I was a colleague of yours and as a, and, and as a coach. Thank you. Yeah, so, we, I love I love Hillcrest. It's it's definitely home. Yeah. And you're a pretty decent person, too, <laughs> most days, right? Yeah. Some days. <laughs> uh, 
Um, and Coach Beckham, same. I've always thought the world of you. I love the way you coached. Um, you coached the person. You didn't just coach a player. Um, you, you were you were a total coach, and you were very dedicated. And and I'm going to tell you, even before you were coaching, and and even after you were coaching, you didn't stop coaching. Um, you you always were a person that that people gravitated toward towards, and they and and you have a magnetic personality that people like to be around. Um, and I really appreciate um, everything that you've done throughout your coaching career and and as a sports dad. Well, thank you very much, and I hope my wife is listening to this radio <laughs> right. show as we are talking. <laughs> well, we're going to give them some cred here in a little bit, the spouses. Um, but, you know, I, I think, actually, I'd really like to talk a little bit about, um, you know, the role of the sports dad. You know, with both of you as your kids, so you, you're going to take your coach hat off a little bit, not much, because you never really do take that off, but take it off just a little bit. And tell me about what it is that um, you enjoyed about watching, like being in the stands. Both of you got to coach your kids, but what did you enjoy just about sitting in the stands and watching them when they were younger or playing another sport? Ryan, I'll start with you. Yeah, my, I I coached football and baseball, which they played, but uh, basketball, and then when they got to college, they played baseball. And it's, it's definitely a, a different perspective when you're not as concerned about the outcome of the game. You're not as worried about uh, all the other guys on the team besides the one. Uh, that could be good or bad, but most of the time it's it's pretty enjoyable. It is, and and do you have a hard time releasing to the coach um, because you all, you have been so invested in their path as an athlete? Do you have a hard time releasing to other coaches? Tell the truth. This is recorded. You're under oath. <laughs> most of the time, no. I think I think it, it's nice for them to hear it from somebody else, uh, especially when you know it's really nice when they hear the same thing from somebody else because uh, that kind of gives you a little bit of credibility that maybe what you've been saying all those years wasn't wasn't that crazy but uh yeah it's it's that's that's probably what i enjoyed the most is getting the opportunity to watch him and i i would say probably i was a little more nervous uh as a dad in the stands because you have no no impact on the outcome that's true that is true and and i think you know you've got your um outside presence um, but then inside is a little bit different. Um, I, I, I thoroughly believe that when parents are in the stands, you know, they, they have to. And you're a little different, too, because you're at the at a, at watching your son. Both of your sons played college baseball. You're sitting in the stands. If something happens, a lot of people are going to look to you and see, because you do know what you're talking about, um, how you react. Right. That That's probably what I enjoyed the least was uh, <laughs> people coming over and asking, what do you think about that? And, yeah. you know, then what do you think about the decision to bunt there? I mean, that that's, that was uh, kind of the, no, we're not going to talk about those yeah. kind of things. But yeah, uh, I tried from, I guess from years of seeing parents in the stands, I tried to be not that parent. So I was, I was pretty quiet most of the time, <laughs> I think. Yes. Yeah. That's a, that's a whole show right there. <laughs> <laughs> coach Beckham, you know, you've got, you've got to watch your kids play at the youth level. Um, you got to coach them in high school. You, and some of them, they played other sports as well. Um, you, you had a son that played in the NFL. Um, shout out to, to Doriel and his career. And just tell me a little bit about what that was like. Um, you know, kind of the same question. How did you release them to other coaches? Well, <clears throat> I really enjoyed when they were being coached by somebody else. And I was, instead of, me being the coach, because that was always, I always found that as a difficult role, being a parent and a coach at the same time. And a lot of the kids that I had, we had different kind of relationships than what Ryan had with his kids, because a lot of my kids, I didn't get till they were 13, 14, and you don't have that history with them. So you can't, you got to 
coach them differently than you would, you know, uh, my son Malachi. You know, I adopted him when he was uh, six weeks old. We had a whole lifetime of established relationship, and I could coach him differently than I could coach some of those kids that we adopted or were fostered when they were 13, 14 years old. But I, <clears throat> I enjoyed coaching them, but I also enjoyed just being a spectator and uh, – Different from Ryan, most people never asked me my opinion. They, they didn't think I thought knew much anyway, so I, w- I appreciated that. But as some of the kids went on to play college ball or something like that, it was a little stressful sometimes watching them because I knew how much pressure they were under to make a play or not make a mistake. and um, So it was enjoyable but stressful all at the same time. Right. And I, you know, I think that it's, I, I want to know, um, you know, adopting a lot of, of your kids or fostering in these kids, um, you know, you have your own biological child. I mean, you have this, this heart, um, for helping kids. And this is before you were coaching, while you were coaching, after you were coaching. It didn't matter if a kid right. was in trouble and they needed something. You opened up your home, you opened up your family, um, and you put them and helped them on a path to make them better people. Why is that so um, heavy on your heart? Because everybody wants to help, but then when it comes right down to the logistics, you did it. Right. I, I, I wish I had an answer answer for that. I think partially, um, you both know my wife. She's uh, she's. I, I tell everybody she's a saint. She's a very giving person, or whatever. And I think maybe I just followed her lead, and I just always felt most of the kids that we took into our home, they came to us. You know, and we just kind of accepted them, you know, and that's just what we did. And um, I'm not sure it was the best idea all the time, but that's what we did. (laughs) Well, shout out to Tracy because she is an incredible person. And I know that she has helped you a lot um, uh, along the way, but not not just as a coach's spouse. She was tremendous as that as well. But to be able to open her home and, and, you know, to cook and to do laundry for all these children. You cannot believe We would go to Sam's every Sunday, and we looked like we had a small restaurant business or something right. when we were rolling out of there or whatever. But there was, there was, uh, we enjoyed it, and you know the relationship with those kids. You know, we we still have relationships. You know, with. and you you know you were working full time. She was working full time. You also you know have a farm. I mean, you you run cattle. I mean, you, right. you know, there's a lot of things that you have. Um, going on in your life and and it didn't matter be you know this kid needs help they are welcome into our family we tried our best i'll say that yeah well i I thank you for that because that's not again uh some people would would want to help but they don't actually do it so thanks for walking the walk on that we appreciate that um, all right, well, we're going to take our first break. And when we come back, we're going to continue picking their brains um, and, and talk to our sports dads. Now, I am going to, uh, you know, I did this last week. You know, we have sports dads here, so I feel like it's only appropriate that I tell some dad jokes. So we're going to have some dad jokes at the beginning and the end. All right, so this this one's for Coach Schaffitzel. All right, where do they keep the largest diamond in New York City? Yankee Stadium. Oh, my gosh. Has he heard this one before? Man, I'm, <laughs> I don't know if that's good that I knew that. Yes. I, I hope mine's that easy. <laughs> yeah, right. There we go. I knew that. All right, one that. for you. All right. Okay. What's the difference between a pickpocket and an umpire? <laughs> one steals watches and one watches steals. All righty, there we go. Thanks to Great Southern Bank for being our presenting sponsor. I'm Jenny Hopkins. I have Ryan Schaffitzel and I have John Beckham here. We're going to take our, our next break, and we'll be right back here on A Coach's Perspective.
Welcome back to A Coach's Perspective. I'm Jenny Hopkins. I have Ryan Schwitzel here and John Beckham. And uh, we're doing a two-part series on sports dads, and they are in here to talk about their role as a sports dad. And, of course, I'm opening my segments and closing them with dad jokes. And so, uh, hey, Ryan, did you hear the joke about the pop fly? Yeah, never mind. It's way over your head. Ah. Uh-huh. Okay, I'm here all week. No, that's Logan and Tom. I'm not here all week. <laughs> Just once a week. Uh, this segment is sponsored by Highland Dairy, and they're owned by dairy farmers, and they've been providing a great selection of nutritious dairy products since 1938. Hey, proven facts, scientific studies, professional dietitians, they all agree that the ideal sports beverage recovery drink available to athletes after workout is chocolate milk, and Highland Dairy has the best-tasting chocolate, and they're a proud sponsor of a coach's perspective. And I think with all of your kids, Coach Beckham, you probably have, you know, you probably bought stock in uh, chocolate milk. We love chocolate milk. Yeah, it's special Highland Dairy, to be honest. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, Highland Dairy. It's got the best tasting chocolate. All right. Well, so we're talking about being a sports dad, and and I want to ask first of all, this will be kind of a dad hat, coach hat. Um, you know, we see now kids that are starting playing organized sports. You know, in kindergarten, first grade, and they're traveling. And um, I had a dad that played professional sports. Um, my mother was very athletically inclined. We didn't play organized sports till we were probably third or fourth grade. They wanted us in the driveway. They wanted us working out. It's a different time. I get it. But but we never got burned out. We still continued to love sports. Um, he, he felt like you had to develop a love for the game and fundamentals. Um, do you think we're losing a little bit of that um, because of these organized sports um, and these travel teams um, at such a young age? Coach Fitzel, I'll start with you. Yeah, I think it's all ages. I mean, you drive down the street when you see kids out playing. They're, if it's not organized by adults, they don't do it. And, you know, I think we're losing a lot there because you learn a lot about stuff by playing out in whatever, football, baseball, basketball. Sandlot. Out, out, yeah, out in the yard, <laughs> out in the street. Right. Uh, we were just talking about this this morning in the coach's office, all the old guys talking about the glory days and how you don't see kids when you drive down the street out doing anything anymore. Um, now that you'll see them you know, at the indoor facilities and that kind of thing, mom and dad dragging them there. I don't know if dragging is the right word, but bringing them in there. Uh, and, you know, there's unfortunately a lot of kids that get left behind because of that. Because, you know, I tell my kids all the time, you don't have to have a membership in an indoor facility to get good at whatever sport it is. You can, people got good at those sports forever before we had all these places. But uh, that's kind of the mindset right now. And so, yeah, I think, uh, unfortunately, a lot of kids are, are getting left behind. I think, you know, I remember in the summertime we had a certain amount of days that we had we could work with our athletes. And um, and when we were finished with those days, I, I handed out driveway workouts. And they would look at me and say, I don't understand. What is this? What what are driveway workouts? What does that mean? I mean, it was kind of a foreign concept to them. Um, Co- Coach Beckham, what are, what are your thoughts? Well, I mean, I guess it all depends on the age level of the kid. I, I just like to see kids, you know, at a young age playing and having a good time and having fun. And I do think we get a little, not, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure the term I'm trying to use, but a little young, we start pushing them a little young to specialize in certain sports and stuff like that. And, um, you know, when, when I was a kid, we we didn't stay inside ever. We were always outside. And what season was it? Was it football season? We were playing football. <laughs> right. Because baseball, we were playing baseball. That's just what we did, and, and we enjoyed it. And we had, you know, opportunities to join teams if we wanted to. And I just think now, today, uh, well, we didn't have air conditioning either. So <laughs> I think uh, air conditioning plays a little role because 
Uh, you know, sometimes athletics is tough. It's hard, uh, especially when you get into high school and you have, you know, summer workouts. It's a lot easier to stay home, play video games in the air conditioning. But uh, I said, as far as a young age, I, I just love to see those kids out running around playing. It makes me happy when I see it happening, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and enjoying the game. Exactly. I think that is wonderful. But then, you know, traveling um, to multiple cities throughout the country and, and engaging your vacations around that. I think there's a time and place for that, and they get to the point um, where, where they're at that level. Um, but when you see, you know, five- and six-year-olds, I think that they're, they're losing a little bit of that fundamental time. Um, but I think also it's important to, um, t- to let them have a little bit of enjoyment out of it. Um, and make sure that they are not, what you were saying, not specializing in a sport and being pushed to play one sport. You know, you had very successful um, kids come through your house that played at the college and professional level, and I love what you just said about um, specialization. They were all multi-sport athletes. Yeah, every single one of them, really. I mean, I even had a cheerleader. <laughs> there you go. You think coaching football stuff? Boy, I coach the cheerleader. That's a t- that's a tough gig for sure. It is. It so, is. Yeah, Shout I, out I, to cheer sponsors. Yeah, I had a little bit of everything: soccer, baseball, basketball, track. You know, uh, the only one I didn't encourage was soccer. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and Ryan, you had two college athletes. I mean, they both played baseball, but they were multi-sport athletes in high school. Yeah, they played all three: football, basketball, baseball. And uh, you know, I think. Going into college, uh, those guys that have been playing whatever the sport is all year round, I think the ceiling maybe is a little lower for those guys because uh, when you get to college, then you do start specializing. And uh, I think some of those guys that are, are just playing everything uh, maybe progress a little more than, than some of those guys who've maybe maxed out. I don't know if that's the right way of saying it, but it just seems like that that's something that happens. And, and you know, they you learn things. Um in other sports, you learn from playing for other coaches and and how to compete in different ways, and and there's there are just so many benefits I think to it. And different cultures and and different styles, um, you know. So an athlete that plays football for Coach Beckham is going to get you know Coach Beckham style, and then the next season, and they're if they play baseball for you for Coach Fitzel, they're going to get a different culture. Both great coaches and. Um, and, and do a tremendous job at different styles. And I, I think that is something that can be beneficial to them. It helps make them um, a little bit more marketable. Um, they can adjust quicker, and I, I think that's a good good thing. Um, so talk, talk to me a little bit about, um, you know, pre-performance and post-performance and, t- and conversation that dads have with their athletes. And there are all different types of dads, right? But what do you think would be the most productive conversation to have when you're on the way to a game and you're in the car with a youth athlete, what's one of the productive things you can do to help them? Well, I always stress to all my kids, effort. That They got the effort speech. Every game, you know, no matter, no matter what it was, that was always a, very important to me. I just want you to play with as much effort as possible and have fun. And however the outcome is, that's how it falls. But effort is what I talked about on the way to the game right. all the time. That makes a big difference. I mean, really, if you can cover that base, um, and I'm going to unconditionally love you if you if you mess up, if you screw up, but I, I, I'm going to have an issue. I'm still going to love you, but I have an issue mm-hmm. if you don't have your effort intact. In Ryan? Yeah, I, I'm trying to think. I don't even remember talking about specific sports things on the way to or, to or from games. 
when they were younger. Now, when they got older, uh, I know that getting their driver's license was one of the best days of their life, so they didn't have to ride back from from <laughs> getting off the bus with me. Uh, but when they were when they were elementary and middle school, I, I don't even remember really any conversations that that we had about much of anything. So, so if you could give advice to a sports dad on on what a conversation would be after a game, let's say that 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 dad is emotional and uh, has so many things that he wants to say. Um, would you? What kind of advice would you give us a, a sports dad on that uh, post-game car ride? Yeah, I wouldn't say much. Uh, I know my. I would always ask, "Well, how do you think it went?" And that's usually let them go. And uh, you know, I definitely had my opinion, but they didn't need to hear my opinion at that point, unless unless it was positive, and then I would definitely share that. But uh, you know, they they don't. Most of the time, they're smart enough to know when things didn't go right. They don't need to hear it from you again. Right. Or they ask. They may ask. Right. What did you think? Um, right. My kids did that. You know, what is it? You know, do you want the mom answer? Or do you want the coach answer? <laughs> and they had to differentiate. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You agree? What kind of advice would you have? You know, in my younger days, I was uh, probably a little less immature than, than I should have been probably with my younger kids. And if things went poorly, if I didn't think they played very well, I kind of let them know about it on the way home. As I got a little bit more mature and uh tracy talked to me a little bit more um i i just i was just i just stayed positive on the way home what we could do different you know uh, how we could improve and that was about it you know which uh, nobody likes to lose and then get a lecture on the way home so right well two things out of what you just said one thanks for putting yourself out there and, and admitting that and to um, Tracy, just know we are recording the show. You can play that <laughs> loop if you would like. <laughs> she has a very that, good memory. I, I'd say there's no doubt that the wives have saved the kids more than once. Yeah. Well, that's my in my next question, and I mean a big shout out to Terry too, your wife um, Ryan. Uh, you know, she's a great you know sports mom and a great supporter, a great coach, coach's spouse. Um, are you on the same page as being as sports parenting goes? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've become more on her page as, as the <laughs> longer we've man. lived together. Uh, it's just, that's just the best way to do it. But, you know, she's incredibly sport. Matter of fact, I left a game and, you know, she has no kids playing and she's working in the concession stand right now. So, you know, when you have that, you, you pretty much, uh, will, will do whatever they, they would like you to do. So she's in the concession stand, and then you've got Brant that's coaching, and then you have Brock that is now umpiring. Yeah, so it's, it's family affair still. How do you feel as a dad watching watching him umpire? Uh, probably tougher than playing because, uh, you know, people don't yell at players very often, <laughs> but they do yell at umpires. So when, when you hear when you hear people being critical, it's it's a little tough, especially when you know, you know, it's it's uh, 14U, and if you don't make the strike zone a little bit bigger, we'll be there all night and, and that kind of thing. But, you know, that's that's probably, honestly, I think harder than, than anything else because they do yell at umpires. Yeah. I bet that is. I bet that's a little bit hard to kind of rest not restrain yourself. That's a little dramatic. I mean, to be able to hold back and not, um, when someone shouts out something ignorant, to yeah. not go over and address that. Yep, it's tough. It is. I bet so. Um, all right, well, we and we, we do have a segment on the show called Are You an Idiot or Do You Just Act Like It in the Stands where we profile some of those people. So maybe you could give me a list of those. We'll profile them on that next uh, next time I have that show. Um, all right, so we're, we're going to take our, our, our next break. Um, I've got another dad joke for you if you're ready for it. Let's see. Um, what's, what's harder to catch the faster you run? 
your breath. Oh my God. I'm on a roll. <laughs> he knows these. Can't catch up, Coach. I'm glad Beck. I brought him with me. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. There you go. All right, we'll we'll take our next break. I want to thank Highland Dairy again for sponsoring this segment, along with Greg and Melinda Burnett, as they support local and thoughtful radio. Uh, we'll be right back here on a coach's perspective. And this segment sponsored by Bill Grant Ford in Bolivar. Um, they know cars. They know trucks. They know SUVs. Uh, they know service. They definitely know how to keep their customers happy and loyal. I have been one of them for over 25 years. You've got to call Kelly Grant, Shane Rainey. They will take care of you. Give them a call at 417-326-7671. Also, contact West Logging. Uh, find Danny West. Um, he's going to give you a free consultation on all of your logging needs at westlogging.com or, you know, you can find him on Facebook as well. And he's going to treat your land like his own. And I also want to thank Craig Lehman with Shelter Insurance for sponsoring this segment. So I have Ryan Schfitzel, I have John Beckham, I have Logan Weber in here, studio producer. He about fell out of his chair on the last dad joke, so hopefully he can handle handle the next one. Um, but, you know, dad jokes are, are great. we got to throw a little humor um, in this. So I, I'm going to ask you this question. It's a hockey question. All right. What would you call the world's greatest hockey player if he decided not to play hockey anymore? That's a tough one. Okay, give up. Wayne Regretzi. <laughs> okay, we're going to move on. <laughs> They keep getting better. Yeah, that's right. All right, so, um, you know, I want to talk a little bit about different types of sports dads. Um, there was this article on SISUGuard.com by Sierra Soleimani, and, and, and she talked about different roles of sports dads. Um, and, and, you know, see if you think some of these ring true, because as coaches, have you not seen so many different types of parents in the stands, whether it's moms or dads, and you see different ones? Um she talked about the paparazzi as one role, the paparazzi. So you've always got that one dad that's got the tripod hiding behind the camera um, and, and always videoing everything that their child does. Um, we have the young again, the one that played sports and is still living through their child's experience. Uh, and that's a pretty common one. That's a really common one. So so let's, on that note, um, you know, you see that. What If you've got somebody out there that's listening that is a young again, what kind of advice do you give them to kind of release it and let the kid have their own journey? Yeah, at my parent meeting every year, that's that's one of the things that I, I definitely cover. And that's uh, what, what, you know, you let your kid have his own opportunities. You played 20 years ago. Um, and, you know, most I don't think most parents do that intentionally, but uh, sometimes having having it brought to their attention is, is helpful. It's you know the sport I coach baseball. You there's a lot of downtime, so you get to see even when you're coaching the game, you see. And with with cell phones, everybody's a paparazzi now. I mean it's I mean just when their kid bats, though, not when anybody else's kid bats. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I would say um, you know I don't have any great advice other than just let. Let your kid play. Let them enjoy themselves. 
Anything to add to that, Coach Beckham? You know, I just think uh, <clears throat> as parents, we need to let the coaches coach and the players play and and just be supportive. Do we have to let the <clears throat> officials officiate? Or do yeah, we I was going to add, let the umpires go. I tried for, to encourage them to improve what they're doing <laughs> right. as much as possible. <laughs> and I usually do that in a very nice way. Of course you do. And, uh, but it's, it's, it's difficult, you know, because, you know, we're all parents. And we know when to kick off or baseball, whatever sport it is, you're focused on your kid and your kid only. And so I know it's difficult for parents to look at the bigger picture sometimes, but we just have to get to the point where we let the coaches do their job, let the kids have some fun and play, and just if you have an opinion, keep it to yourself. And what and what if you don't agree with the coach? Um, I mean, I'm talking to two coaches that, you know, I mean, overall, I mean, you know, there are some parents that you could be Jesus Christ and they're not going to be happy. So, you know, there, but, you know, overall, you all are very, you know, popular coaches and, and parents appreciate you. What if you don't, but what if you don't agree with the coach and what they're doing? You've got my parent meeting script, I think, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, as a high school and maybe when they're younger, it's different, but as high school coaches, we're trying to, grow these people into young men so what i always tell them is if you don't know why something's happening you need to ask your son first because he can probably tell you and if he can't then your son needs to talk to me and if that still doesn't get what you want then we need to sit down and talk but you know i, I try to let the uh let the young man or young woman be the one that is uh you know advocating for themselves because in three or four years or less that's what they're going to have to do and they can't have mom and dad fighting their battles all the time there's a progression, I think, in handling that situation, for sure. All right, well, let's talk about this uh, this dad role, the stop, drop, and roll dad, where they stop, they drop their kids off, but they really stay for games. This is a parent that probably infuriates me because, um, you know, you, your kids are only young once, and so if you are able to go and support them and be there for them, do it. Plus, you will get a lot of intrinsic rewards out of watching your kid, you know, because they might be, you know, do something great sportsmanship, or they might do something that can make you very proud. So the stop, drop, and roll dad, not a fan. Not a fan. I'm not a fan either. And um, I'll tell you a short, maybe a, a long story that's similar to what you're talking about. I coached a kid, and his, his dad lived in another state, never watched him play, and he was coming on senior night, and the kid talked about it, for two weeks that his dad was going to finally come watch him play. The kid, didn't, uh, kid's dad did not show up. The kid was devastated, just devastated. <clears throat> and these kids live, they, they want that acceptance from their dad. It's so important for every kid. And so whether you like it or not, get your butt out of the car and go watch the game. Yeah, make it happen. Make it happen. Um, I, I remember one time I called my dad and he's like what are you doing today and i gotta I'll run here i gotta run over here i gotta go to this game and i gotta then i gotta get to this practice and he goes stop it he goes this is the best time of your life he's like enjoy it soak it in he's like it will be gone soon so yeah. make sure you're enjoying it and soaking it in and i always remembered that i think that is so true so i know there's people that are busy and you know and i know that you got lives um but there's nothing more important than supporting your kid and being there for them uh, that's part of their development. Um, so, so do your best to be there. And if you do miss every once in a while, um, you know, have a reason. Have a reason, a real reason. It's really important. Be able to look them in the eye and talk to them about that reason. Another role, the assistant coach. 
All right, the one that has nonstop advice means well, but is just way too much. How do you handle that parent that's in a that's that assistant coach, quote unquote? That's probably the toughest one because most of the time they do mean well, but you don't want to you know you don't want to offend them, but um, they're they're really not being that helpful probably for you or for their own their own athlete. I don't think so. I you know you have to handle that one carefully because you definitely don't want them turning on you but at the same time you don't really need them giving advice all the time well the team's got to be on the same page one page and that's the coach's page you got that they have to be so when they start branching off that's detrimental to the team yeah i mean i think it's even when you have assistant coaches and stuff like that i I used to tell my assistants that you know we we all have you know different opinions but we have at the end of the day we have one decision Mm -hmm. you know and those parents, trust me, I've had them. You know what I mean? And let me tell you what, I, I'd be a great coach if I could call the play after the play happened. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'd, get it, I'd get it right 100% of the time. Yes. So, um, but that's just part of it. it, it you you kind of, when you get into coaching, you accept that, that that's part of what you're going to have to deal with. And you just have to, <clears throat> you know me, I'm so, you, you ask Ryan, I'm such a personable person that uh, – <laughs> You know, those conversations always went really well. <laughs> they were they were short. Yeah, they were short. They were short. <laughs> uh, then you have the overly enthusiastic cheerleader, the one that yells like they're using a megaphone. They're very intense. They they want um, honestly, they want a little attention on themselves, but they they do it through showing quote unquote support. Um, but they have like physiological reactions to things, you know. I mean, like their body actually tenses up, or they have to walk up and down the stands or the side. That that to me is one that I think um, is increasing that role. I think there's a lot more that are getting um, where their actual physical being is being affected by what's happening that they have no control over. <laughs> yeah, I, those. I mean, I still think the stop, drop, and roll is the worst. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I could 100%. live with the overzealous, loud, but instead of the one that's not there. And, and, and I deal with some of that right now. You know, we, we play a game, there's 9, 10, 11 players on the team, and there's three parents in the stands. That, that, that to me, is the worst. So that, I, I, would, I, would, I would take a little bit of that overzealousness right now. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. I could deal with that as well. I mean, that's just... Uh... That's more for that's more of a problem for them. Yeah, <laughs> you know, ticker. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to show any disrespect to Ryan or whatever, but <clears throat> football and basketball is a little bit more emotional games, you know, and uh, baseball. There's there's a pitch, and then everybody talks about it for a second or whatever. But in football, things are happening really fast. It's emotional. It's physical. Basketball is the same way. So I think you find more of those parents that are just like what you described. They're just really emotional about the game. Right. They do. Any counter argument to that, Ryan? I agree. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the beauty of baseball. Yeah. Where the other sports, it just keeps building. And it seems like when one bad thing happens, three more stack right on top of it in the next 20 seconds. And that's where you get that, that, that rabid fan, I guess, would be the best way to describe it. That's a good one. Yeah. All right, so let me ask you this: Like, you know, we—it's it, easy when your kid is the star or when they are are successful. Um, but there's a lot we we all know as coaches, we have to have those role players to really have a successful team. Um, so, talk to the 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 sport dads out there that have um, a role player that's valued 
um, that that you need on your team that contributes but maybe doesn't get the accolades and the attention that some of the stars get you know what kind of you know guidance can you give that sports dad to make sure that they still feel appreciated for the role that their child has or that their child feels appreciated well i've i've had uh, i've experienced with the full realm of that uh, i guess you could say right you know yes i've had some of my kids be very successful uh athletically and i've had some that struggled uh you know uh, my oldest son he he didn't play very much uh, until his senior year, and um, he just he he was frustrated, wanted to, wanted to play more, but he just wasn't he wasn't there yet. But you just keep encouraging him and have him work and do you know, and then finally his senior year he got to contribute a lot more, and um, and it's worth the wait. I mean, it is worth the experience, the and he he earned it. Right. He earned it. You know, sports are great for kids. And because uh, it's hard, and today we kind of make everything as easy as we can for our kids, and there's they don't learn how to deal with anything that's difficult or challenging. So I, I think uh, I guarantee you, the kids that are playing baseball right now, it's hot. And, you know, I mean, and, uh, and it's just it's just it's difficult. It's just not easy. And you know, you basketball players you guys are in air conditioning also. exactly <laughs> coaching indoor sport exactly but it's a difficult playing athletics is, is difficult right. i think it's just important to do that and and uh it was really good for rick that he struggled but he stuck it out you know and like i said i've had other kids that have been very successful that they just walk out there and they're they're good you know right but uh i think it's great and I think too, I, I you know I like you know what you say. Even when they have those differentiated abilities, um, you still. I'm going to go back to what you said earlier. Effort, effort is the main thing. As long right. as they give effort and um, and they keep fighting, the the cream will rise to the top, so to speak. If you're coffee drinker. So, I, I know most people are familiar with the story of, of Doriel or whatever, and um, he clearly had a lot of highlights when he was in high school. But I made a a tape of all the things he did poorly. And that's what, instead of showing him his highlights, who cares about that? Right. You know, I'm showing him lack of effort, missed block, you know, missed assignments. And he didn't enjoy that as much as right. some of the other stuff. But it's for him, it was very important. Yeah. I like that. I think, and that's a good angle to take with someone that has the ability, the athletic ability to go, you know, it may be easy for you right now, but this right. is not the bar you need to set. There's, you know, that you can do more. You can do more. Thing to add to that, Coach. Yeah, I mean, that's why we play sports. Um, we talk all the time about sports imitating life, and those ones that it comes easy don't learn as much from the sport, I don't think, a lot of times. You know, those ones that struggle, um, you know, sticking with it, effort, failure, all those things that, uh, you know, you're not going to go, well, Doriel will, but a few guys are the only ones that are going to get paid to do that. We're all going to go be pros in something other than sports. And if you learn how to fight through adversity and that kind of thing, that's that's way more important than uh, hitting home runs and scoring touchdowns, I think. Oh, I, I, that is well said, well said, because there is a bigger picture. And I think as sports parents, I think it's important to let them know that and, and let them know they're valued. And as coaches, I feel like those role players, um, you, don't, you know, being nice to them is one thing, but making them feel valued and that they contribute, I think that's something that is a – a key signature of a really good coach. Well, and as as coaches, I think we would all agree that some of our favorite players that we've had yes. are those 
the role players who understood the role and and thrived those are the ones that you appreciate the most 20 years later yeah one of my all-time favorite players never started a game for me um, but I would have run through a wall so I mean it, it is that is so true that's well said as well yeah I, I think that is something that is important for parents to show support so you could go two different ways you know when they get in the car or when you're at home or when you're talking about it um, you know, when they aren't happy with, with their role on the team, if you will, you can go a direction of, well, uh, you know, I don't know. That coach doesn't know what he's doing. I mean, so-and-so shouldn't be playing in front of you. So, you know, they shouldn't even be running this offense. They need to be running this or that. You, you can go that direction. But think about what that is really doing to your child. Um, or you can go to the direction of what you, what you said about your oldest son. You know, work hard. Keep working. Um, cream will rise to the top. I mean, keep making that effort and, and things will happen. Agree? Agree. All right. Well, I, I think also it's really important for parents um, to realize, too, that um, that kids, this is going to be sound so in this day and age cliche, they're going to fail, right? They're going to screw up. They're going to make mistakes. Kids struggle with that now. They look at it as not a reflection of them making a mistake, but as a reflection on them as a human being. So what would you say um, to, to athletes about failing and making mistakes? That's why I love my sport. It's probably the one you fail in the most. Oh my goodness, yes. Uh, you know, <laughs> yes. you, 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 if you get, you succeed 40% of the time, you're a Hall of Famer. I mean, people don't succeed. So, uh, we talk about it all the time. You know, it goes along with being a, a pro in something else other than baseball or football that, you know, the adversity you, you deal with, that, that's, that's, that's why we do it, I think. And, and, you know, yeah, you want to play and have fun, but, the end of the day when you're 20 years down the road you're going to uh, think about the lessons you learned probably more from what went wrong than from what went right yeah that's a good point what about you coach i just think it teaches you to overcome adversity yeah. right because i don't care who you are you're going to have bad days and tough times and you're going to have a bad practice or you're going to have something's going to go wrong yeah. and it just kind of teaches you to overcome adversity but through social media and everything our kids look at these people that everybody's having a perfect life but them, you know what I mean? And so I just think it's 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 great for kids to be involved in athletics and it teaches them so many things and uh, overcoming adversity may, may be the most important. Yeah, I think so. I agree. Um, well, I thank you for what you do for um, kids and all the athletes that played for you and um, I appreciate the impact that you've had on them. Um, you're a fighter. You are. You're a fighter, and you, you fight for kids, and you fight for your family, and um, and I, I appreciate that about you. You're a very competitive person, and you, you always channel it, well, most of the time, in the right way. <laughs> <laughs> the majority. Yeah, the most of the time. So thank you for coming tonight. I really appreciate thank it. Thank you for having me. And, and, Brian, thank you so much. I don't know that I ever ask you. I always just say, be at the studio. I don't know. Do I ask you? Am I polite enough to say, can you come? <laughs> you do say, can you? And, and when I've run out of reasons that I can't come, then I do come. There you go. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah, don't ever say no. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, let me wrap up this segment with a couple more dad jokes. How about that? All right. They're getting better. Yeah, I hope so, too. <laughs> All right. Uh, what kind of tea is hard to swallow? This is going on what we were just talking about. Reality. Oh, that's deep, actually. That's pretty deep. Uh, what's a chicken's worst day? Friday. Oh, okay, here we go. We're gonna we're working it. All right. You know, I, I have a, a therapist and my therapist says I have a really like unhealthy obsession with revenge. We'll see about that. 
<laughs> okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Well, I finally had a good. <laughs> there we go. All right, we're going to move into our post game talk, sponsored by Story Construction. Go to story.com, s t o r e e dot com for more information. Don't forget to go to a coachesperspective.com for more information on the show. Next week, we're going to have the executive director of the National High School Basketball Coaches Association and the executive director of the Coaches Association out of New York. Dave Archer will be here, and he's going to be joining us. Um, and now for our post-game talk. All right, dads, you know, you try. You work hard. You care. You love us unconditionally. You know, my husband, um, Scott, once the kids started representing their school in sports, he did not miss a game, no matter wherever they played. He was always there, and he was always proud of them. I loved my sports dad. I mean, Dr. Tommy Burnett. I mean, seven halls of fame. The bar was a little bit high. However, all through coaching our youth sports and, and releasing us to other coaches and teams and coaching us some in college, you know, not one day did I ever doubt um, his love for us. And I appreciated that so much. Through failures, he celebrated. Through successes, he celebrated. So one of the greatest quotes that he always, and it always stuck with me, is self-doubt is faster than the fastest feet and mightier than the mightiest muscles. So believe in yourself and you can accomplish what you set your mind to. That's how champions do it. And I remind you, I do each and every week. Be a good human. Live your life like a champion. Live like a human champion. This is Jenny Hopkins, and this has been A Coach's Perspective.